This is Minutia Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. So, as you know, I, like millions of Americans and just people on Earth, I have no trouble using public restrooms. Yes. Unlike you, who has a pretty unhealthy aversion. Uh, It's a little weird, but yes, it's true. But something happened to me this morning that I think I might rethink my position. Okay. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome aboard. Uh, so I dropped off Aaron this morning. She had a, at seven o'clock, she had her driver's ed traffic, you okay. know, where they, yeah, yeah. they, whatever. And I had about an hour and a half to kill, right? Mm-hmm. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to go to that little diner down the street. Okay. okay? I've always. Wanted to go there. It seemed like a cute little diner, uh-huh. right? We're not naming it. No, we're not. Uh, okay. We're not naming it. Um, and just for a quick coffee, decaf, of course. Okay. And a bowl of oatmeal with some blueberries. Okay. Right. You know, sure. so I came in there and I, I, I ordered. It was very good. They were very, very nice. I sat on the swivelies, you know, the the uh-huh. counter with yes. a little. This is a lot of detail. Uh-huh. <laughs> which you know was a little wobbly. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So after I ate, as I'm wont to do. I go to the bathroom, and I'm like, "Cool! I've never been to this bathroom before." So it was kind of like a sure, it's like excitement a, for you, <laughs> exactly. So it was a two staller, and it's and I naturally picked the non handicap one because I am not a monster, exactly. Right? So I just sit there and and you know and uh, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I really hope you don't go into too much. No, time. no. And okay, I was yeah. there for so I was there for I don't know eight minutes. Okay, I don't know maybe fifteen. I don't know, and the lights shut off. It's pitch black. Okay. Okay. Um, goes completely dark. Um, it was so dark I couldn't even see my hand. Wow. I mean, okay. it was really, really, you know, no windows, really yeah. dark. Well, apparently the bathroom was equipped with some sort of motion sensor that oh. they assumed <laughs> that there's no way anybody's going to be there for more than yeah, 10 exactly. minutes, right? So the lights because, go... Because, you know, we're not animals. <laughs> so, so it's completely dark. And I'm like, well, what do I do now? Right? I didn't have my phone. Because I would have used the flashlight, but I yeah. didn't have a phone. So I like stood up and I started to wave my hand over the, you know, the stall walls to get the motion going. Right. Uh huh. And it didn't work. All right. So okay. I sit back. I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And then somebody walks in, and the lights go back. Oh. And I'm like, Phew, that just bought me another eight minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he goes to the stall next, the handicapped stall. Sure. I don't know at this point if he's handicapped or not. Okay. All right. So. I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, things are good. And then 30 seconds later, the lights go off again. Huh. Okay. So obviously we've got a problem with the the light. Yeah. When's the show over? <laughs> My God. <laughs> My God. Uh huh. What kind of toilet paper did you? What are the floors like? So, anyways, so yeah. both. So we are now next to each other. Yeah. In complete darkness. Okay. Okay. Right. And then he knocks on my stall door. Yeah. And he goes, "Hey, anybody there?" Yeah. And, and, in retrospect, why didn't I respond with my Christopher Walken yeah. impersonation? Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! No, the lights! Whoa! Right. Um, so, I'm. I, I had a little bit of awkward silence. Like, yeah, I'm here. And he goes, "Well, what do we do?" Well, 15 minutes ago, what I did is I stood up and waved my arms because I've been in here for a long time. So we're at the stall and then... Without my phone. I'm just sitting here on the stall by myself doing nothing, at the wall. I I came close to not doing their show. I'm going to stay there as long as it takes. Um, Well, then a third guy walks in. You keep looking at the board. Are we running out of tape? No, I'm just... 
<laughs> I'm just timing your story. So like two minutes, yeah. two minutes later, uh-huh. a third guy gets in, and I tell you, and I'm there like, are no stalls left. There's no stalls left. Yeah, I tell you, I um, I figured this is my only chance of escape. Uh-huh. Right, so I. You know, finish up really quickly, and I run out of there as fast as I can. No eye contact with the third guy. Washed my hands, and like I sprinted to the car. Okay. So now I'm wondering, what does this third guy think? That he goes into a stall that's complete, or goes into the bathroom that's completely dark. Uh-huh. One guy like runs out, and there's another guy. Oh. Right. Oh, I'm yes. thinking about what his perspective. Yes, I believe is. they're voting on that today in Congress. <laughs> so that's wow. my story. So uh, you know. Well, that is something. Uh, should, uh, uh, you know, we have a, 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 an entire show. So no, we don't. Come. I just did it. <laughs> We've got other things to talk about uh, because Minutia Men is up next. But first, listen to this other fine old pie show. What do you get when you hear a, a celebrity Minutia Men interview, Dave? You will get Mark Cuban and Anthony Scaramucci, Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch and the bully from the Christmas Story. Yes. The voice of Siri and she shed Cheryl. My God, it list goes on. So you'll get Minutia, Celebrity Minutia Men interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Men, Men with Rick well, and what, Dave. What would you have done? That was a five-minute story. <laughs> okay, well, what, were, what would you have five done? Five-minute story. <laughs> that's only one-sixth of the time yeah. I was in the... Well, well, what would you have done? I wouldn't have gone in right, there. Right, that's right, because yeah. you... you see, this, see, this is why I can never offer you a good public restroom story. Because you just... Well, yeah. again, I'm rethinking my position. Hey, thank you for this past uh, last, this past weekend. You, enjo- you invited... Me and all of our friends over. We had a cook here at your house. Yeah. Tell us, talk a little bit about this. This is great for a great cause, and I see that you're wearing wearing the shirt shirt as well. Yep. Uh, I bid on this at a a charity golf outing, uh, the Beat Tom and Bill uh, golf outing, which uh, raises money for uh, cancer charities. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they offered was a uh, a chef that comes to your house and makes dinner for uh, like 10 people. And, you know, we bid on it, and... We got it, and you know, last weekend all of our college buddies came over. It for, was wonderful. Uh, we had what chicken marsala. There was a pork belly thing. Yeah, there were sh- what tri- uh, fish tacos were there. Shrimp yeah, tacos. Yeah, ta- salmon tacos. There were appetizers yeah. and cocktails, and and it was just a, a fun night out. And it was how well, ma- for me a fun night in. How many minutes did it take for us to all to start complaining about our health problems? Yeah, that, so that was funny. Our our uh, the guy. Uh, who runs this thing, Tom Lottery, uh, he was timing us because we're all old. <laughs> and we made it almost five minutes before we started complaining about our health. Yeah. So that's pretty good because, I mean, five minutes, we all know how long that is now. That's as long as Dave's <laughs> bathroom story. So that's a long time to be talking yeah. about other things. No. So, All right, what do you got? So what as you're think? probably aware, the UK and really most of Europe is under this crazy heat wave extreme heat warning right and you know in england there's no there's no air conditioning well that's what i was going to say yeah Yeah. in fact yesterday for the first time in history uh the uk got up to 40 degrees celsius and for us dumb americans that's 104 degrees fahrenheit wow which is you know far off and and like you said unlike in america many houses and flats don't have air conditioning in fact when we were there in 2002 
19, um, we had a flat. We didn't even think to check if there was going to be air conditioning or not because right. we just assumed that there would be. Yeah. There was no air conditioning. And Julia on the second night there went into our room and threw up on the floor. So for like, f- I mean, we cleaned it up, obviously, but for th- four days in a hundred degree heat, we had that kind of, oh, fun. Yeah, that mm. kind of remnants. Mm. Um, but as you can imagine, this extreme weather is really, really dangerous and it, it's prompting health officials to issue warnings, you know? Yeah. Prompting this headline, UK doctor warns women not to put ice lollies in their vagina to cool down in hot weather. <laughs> and for you, you, uh, you may not know what a lolly is. Uh, lollipop? It's no, a popsicle. Uh, popsicle. It's a popsicle. Okay. Right. UK doctor Eleanor Drager, a sexual health consultant, took to Twitter to give her regular reminder to women not to place ice lollies in their vaginas to keep cool. Um, when she was asked how often she has to issue the guidance, she replied, more often than you would think. Oh, wow. Um, and it's not the first time such warnings have been issued. Um Speaking to Metro, which I guess is a newspaper in 2019, another doctor, Dr. Sarah Welsh, uh, warned women not to put ice lollies anywhere near their genitals. So evidently. What's the deal? Any idea why that's such a bad thing? Um, And then a third doctor, actually, a gynecologist, second the words of caution and said, uh, my advice would be to avoid any foreign bodies in the vagina for risk of infection. Now, are they talking? They're not talking about immigrants here, are they? The foreign <laughs> oh bodies, right? Because oh that would be kind of racist, right? Uh, but, but what I think is hilarious is some of the comments, as you can imagine, that the yes. story is going to get counted. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to read you all, but I'm going to read one from a guy. Okay. Okay. Sure. And I think this really typifies uh-huh. all of maildom. Sure. Okay. I can honestly, Bill writes, I can honestly say that as a man, if I had lady bits, they're English, yes. you know, if I had lady bits instead, of what I have, then I'd have, I'd been in, I would be in the hospital so many times by now, thanks to doing dumb things exactly like this. I really think I wouldn't be responsible enough to have such anatomy, okay. which is a hundred percent true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, don't get your jollies, Molly and Polly by putting ice lollies in your dollies. Hey, um, is that, is that your phone? That is because I don't know if you heard our uh, Minishman's uh, celebrity interview with Bob Stroud. Yeah. That little dinging noise was going on throughout the entire thing. I think that's from yeah. my computer. I don't know how to turn it on. Oh, okay. All right. Just thought yeah. I'd bring that up. Okay. Hey, I've got it. It keeps it real. <laughs> it does. It's live, baby. Yeah, it totally. keeps it real. <laughs> um, you know, I don't think we consider just how hard it is to pick up the uh, English language. And especially American jargon. Oh, yeah. All right? right. Um, if you're just learning the language, uh, it's it's hard to pick up the little subtleties. Right, right. right. Like the uh, think outside of the box. Where's the box? Right, exactly. You know. Things like that. Like my mom uh, has been here for over 50 years, and she still gets some of these things just a slightly off. Mm-hmm. Like um, she says, it's a vicious circus. <laughs> And sometimes she accidentally holds up the wrong finger when she says, we're number one. <laughs> you know, she doesn't quite have it right. down. Well, right. 50 years. 50 Rick. years. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's not. Takes, uh, takes well, a there's a comedian from Finland named Ismo, okay. who I started following this week because, you know, we're in NATO. They're, mm-hmm. they're in NATO now. They're one of us. Yes. They're part of the yeah. club. Um, and he's got some pretty good insights into one of the most popular words in American English. And that word is shit oh, okay um i thought this tweet was very insightful uh these are different uses of the word 
when it combines with animals. Mm-hmm. And and if you think about it, these do all have different meanings. For instance, dog shit, mm-hmm. very poor quality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, bullshit. Yeah, not true. Right. Horse shit, complete nonsense. Right. Ape shit, rambunctiousness. Yeah. You know, he's going ape shit. Sure. Uh, bat shit, insane. Right. Yeah. right. These are right. all good. Yeah. I mean, that's actually kind of a great analysis so i i actually went looking for him on youtube and i found him on youtube and i want to play a little clip of his stand-up because it's it's about three minutes long okay which is one. it's all about shit okay hey all right and here it is there are so many difficult words and i think the hardest word in america has been the word uh, shit <laughs> i thought it's easy that i know what shit means but it turns out I didn't know shit. <laughs> I think it's the most complicated word. Like, how can it be, if something is bad, it's shit. If something is really good, it's the shit. <laughs> I, I would have never guessed that. <laughs> I, I had to study that shit. so important the article like like if if i if i give shit if i give shit to you that means that uh, that i'm telling you off but if i give a shit <laughs> then i care <laughs> and, and, and if i take shit if i take shit then i accept that you are bullying me but if I take a shit, I, I take a shit. Uh, and, and I learned that my shit is always good and positive, but your shit, his shit, her shit, always bad. Like, I can't deal with her shit. I have to put up with his shit. Clean up your shit. But don't touch my shit. And, and then I learned that, uh, that if somebody says, I have shit to do, it can refer to any activity whatsoever. Any, except one, actually shitty. <laughs> Nobody says that when they're going to the bathroom. But nobody, except me. I love to do that. I, I love to do that. I have to go, I have shit to do. Uh, what are you going to do? I have already told you. <laughs> and, and then I learned that the, the phrase and shit doesn't mean anything. If somebody says and shit, it, it's nothing. It's just something that you say to make your list sound longer. Like if somebody says, oh, I like to travel and shit. You, you have to know that they only like to travel. <laughs> and, and to make it even more complicated, shit can be divided into a piece of shit. <laughs> and that has a completely different meaning. A piece of shit is a bad movie, a lousy car, or a person who is being selfish. 
and the piece of shit can get bigger and bigger, but it can never be the whole shit. Like, like if I'm a piece of shit, I'm being selfish. And if I'm a giant piece of shit, I'm even more selfish. But if I'm the shit, I'm great. Thanks a lot. Thanks, I've been Oh, that's good. Uh, that's good. I didn't isn't think it? the Finns were that funny. Yeah, he's you know a funny Finn. <laughs> Who knew? Hey, we got a great review. Oh, uh, this is from Top Dog Daddy mm-hmm. via Apple Podcasts. Uh, this is a fun and interesting show. Very easy to get lost with Rick and Dave, and just thoroughly enjoy. Now, Top Dog Daddy, have you ever driven with us? Because we get lo- we get lost all the time too, and you wouldn't be thoroughly enjoyable. But thank you. Uh, to top, top Dog Daddy, and um, please review us. You know, uh, we actually went somewhere this past weekend. We went to a book signing mm-hmm. in Blue Island, mm-hmm. which is not, you know, not exactly around the corner. No, from we went, us. The island, went to the island, and we did not get lost. No, we didn't. No. So there. It's pretty much a straight shot. Yeah. Well, so what? If you like uh, Minutia Men, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You can pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com. Remember, opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. And we want to thank Alan and everybody at Blue Island Beer Company. It was a wonderful event. Yeah. It really was. We had a great time. All right. It's time for another feature. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where we reach into the Rick and Dave archives, which are vast. Uh, We've got 40 plus years of material to look over. And we've got a lot of shit. We got a lot of shit. (laughs) We've got a lot of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it turns out this week is the birthday of Robert Romanus, Mm -hmm. uh, who is Damone. Damone from the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And we had him on the show. We had a fun little chat with him about all sorts of different things. Um, But one of the things that we talked about is this. You know, we all knew a guy. Like Damone in the 70s, I think uh, that was one of the most believable characters in that movie because there was somebody like him in every high school in America. For me, it was this kid named Brian at, at Heidelberg High School. He had tickets to every concert ever. Was there somebody at your school that was like that, too, that you kind of uh, based the character on a little bit? You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I didn't know anybody who sold concert tickets when I was in high school, but uh, I did come by some counterfeit tickets uh, for a Buddy Rich concert, which I got a hold of and got to see Buddy Rich. But no, I, I, you know, Mike Damone was really a sort of a, a combination of a couple of guys that I knew from high school. And uh, but but they he wasn't a scalper. He, he was a card player. OK, <laughs> he but he had that attitude. He definitely had that attitude. And yeah. he, he'd look at you and he'd say, hey, a card laid is a card played. <laughs> okay. And uh, that was his whole attitude. Oh, and uh, a little bit of Mike Damone, too. Um, you know, I, I had read that you actually was it in a high school in Van Nuys, I think it was, where you kind of. You, you you went and observed serotypiously people, um, high school students. Tell, how did you research this role? I, I swear. Well, I you know, you're talking about I went to Van Nuys High School once I found out I got the role. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wanted to walk around the school and like get an idea of the fashions and just kind of look at the people. And uh, I think they must have thought I was a narc. I was walking <laughs> around taking notes, looking at everybody. So the thing that I was surprised to find out is that you were 26 years old when the movie was made, something like that? Yes, I was 26. You yeah. totally pulled off oh high God, school was- kid. That was amazing. Well, that was the, uh, that was the big... Uh, the big hump I had to get over in auditioning. It took me seven weeks of auditioning. Oh no shit! And really? finally, in the end, I I you know improvised everything, done every scene. The director took me to hair and makeup, and uh, and the big uh, glitch was the producer thought I might look a little too old. And uh, uh, so, but you know, when every nobody in that movie was a teenager, right? That's a good know? point. So it uh, actually made sense and worked out for me. You know, Fast Times was what thirty-five years ago. I guess it came out something like that. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah, I'm sure people still recognize you. Obviously, by your voice, people would recognize you. What is the strangest place that you have ever been recognized? Is there like a particular <laughs> story or place? You know, one day uh, I was floating down the Kern River up here in uh, Southern California. <laughs> And uh, I had like a week's growth of beard. I had a baseball cap pulled over my eyes. I'm floating in the middle of the river in an inner tube, just kind of cruising down the river. And somebody yells out, hey, Damone. <laughs> <laughs> and that totally, uh, to- totally took me out of my daydream. And I said, how the hell did you do that? You know, listening to him, what a iconic voice i know right i mean it, i know we part we basically partied with damone if, if we were in line at starbucks and the guy in front of us had that voice yeah, we like, would know <laughs> immediately it was him he sounds exactly the same as he did in the movie fast times at ridgemont high which came out in 1983 i believe so 39 years ago all right well no we still shit. have a lot more show to do dave uh yeah um my next story uh, be stupid cannabis grower. Okay, I've got one about uh, a Jewish deli oh. that I think you'll like. And we also got an email from a uh, listener about something that we did last week. Uh, we'll share it. For Disgruntled? With yeah, a little bit. <laughs> we'll share it with you right after this. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we're back. Time now for Rick and Dave to open up that e-bag of email. Yes, here it is. Uh, this is from Glenn S., he writes, I enjoyed the memorization bit you guys did last week. Two small problems. Oh, boy. Benjamin Banneker's accomplishments are greatly exaggerated legend, including the clock. And Rick mixed up Rutherford <laughs> B. Hayes and Benjamin Harrison when he was reciting the presidents in order. Sorry to bust balls, but the show is called Minutia Men, right? Let's get the minutia right. 
Wow. What's his name, Glenn? Glenn S. Glenn, if you are spending this amount of time listening to our show, you need to get a life, my friend. Uh, uh, we love we love Glenn. No, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry about the... You Wait, no, Benjamin days. Banneker, inventor and engineer, born a free man in Elliott Maryland. Wow. The clock thing. Yeah, and uh, uh, invented the first working clock. And I think Lazy Susan... Now, now I actually, now I can't... See the clock thing, apparently. The working clock. I actually yeah. looked into it. Yeah. It's a clock that clangs at the top of the hour. That's what he invented, which is oh. a big whoop. It's still kind of, I mean... <laughs> whatever. All uh, right. I got to talk to Mrs. <laughs> Miss Nash from second grade or whatever and exactly. tell her... Exactly. This is bullshit! What else you got? Um, well, I'm not the smartest man alive yeah but i think i'm smarter than this guy in scotland okay man busted for growing a hundred thousand dollars worth of cannabis right next to a police station (laughs) a cannabis grower with a poor sense of his surroundings has been busted for cultivating 118 marijuana plants right next to a police station 41 year old you are a dumbass yeah uh, actually name redacted reportedly fainted when police made the journey across the street to inspect the operation he fainted unbelievable Uh, police made the bust in wyshaw lancashire lancashire or lancashire Ah. a town of about thirty thousand people in scotland um they caught wind of the operation as the cannabis smell wafted over from the neighboring building Okay, uh, the man was arrested after admitting to producing cannabis, um, and uh, because he was concerned about the supply of the drug. Well, COVID, you yeah. don't know what things is going to happen, right? Yeah. Uh, well, as you can imagine, this story is getting some traction on social media. I would as bet. You imagine. Yes. And people who live in the neighborhood have been posting their astonishment that it took the cops. <laughs> this long to find out. Okay, I've been buying pot from this guy <laughs> well, for that, seventeen uh, years. Shirley Donze posted a picture of the accused's front window, where you can easily see like a dozen plants <laughs> out the window. <laughs> right. Alan Westman posted a picture of the accused car that has eight marijuana-related bumper stickers, including one that says, <laughs> "I'm sexy and I grow it," o- printed over a marijuana leaf. Okay. <laughs> But my favorite one is Jerome Benoff tweeted, I used to get high just waiting for the tram outside this dude's door. Dude's, this dude's door. So wow. everybody in uh, Wickshire, what is it? Uh, Wishaw, they all knew, except for the cops right next yeah. door. But they knew the donut shop <laughs> quite well. Right. <laughs> all right. I've got something that's kind of food related. Huh? Uh, this is about a Jewish deli. Now, you know I Ooh. love Jewish delis. Yes. It is like my favorite kind of food. Manny's and uh, yeah. Kaufman's. What's, what's the name of the place in uh, uh, Skokie? Skokie. Yeah. Kaufman's. Kaufman's. Right. Oh, my God. That right. was so good. I, I, I got to go back there. Anyway, here's a story. Coming There's another out of great Los- Jewish deli called O'Hallahan's. <laughs> There's a story coming out of Los Angeles. The colors are fading. The photograph of the Carnegie Deli from 2008 still calls up a world of heaping pastrami sandwiches, pungent smells of brine and smoke, and tourists lined out the door on 7th Avenue in New York. A few steps away, a kosher carving knife, a push cart, a pickle barrel, a battered traveling valise used by immigrants from Lithuania. Can you do an old? Can up. you do an old Eastern European? Yeah, Jewish I'll, accent. I'll get, I, I'm not allowed to do the Jewish uh, okay. accent, but an addict's worth of artifacts sprawls through this, and this is not anything other than a uh, museum exhibit. Oh, I'm, it's I'm, a traveling museum exhibit. 
and it's actually in Los Angeles, even though it's about, you know, delis across the country. The uh, exhibit is called I'll Have What She's Having, The Jewish Deli. And uh, it has a celebration of matzo ball soup, mm-hmm. chopped liver, knishes, kugel, salami, pickled herring. This yeah, is my this stuff. Is your, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I would love this. Uh, the museum is in Los Angeles for some reason, but it is going to be touring the country. Uh, it'll be in New York. It'll be in Houston. Of course, New York, right? And in Skokie, Illinois. Oh, really? And each stop, it's going to be in t- uh, tweaked to include local lore. Wow. So this is something you and I have to uh, go to. Absolutely. We have to go to. Now, you know the uh, the reason why they call this, I'll have what she's having. Is that from the day. line from Harry Met Sally? It is the line from Harry Met yeah. Sally, which I happen to have. Oh. Right here. Okay. Uh, the the line, I'll have what she's having, comes from Carl Reiner's mom. wife. Oh, oh, it was... Rob thought... Reiner's mom. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Most women at one time or another have faked it. Well, they haven't faked it with me. How do you know? Because I know. Oh. Right. That's right. I forgot. You're a man. What is that supposed to mean? Nothing. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math. You don't think that I can tell a difference? No. Get out of here. she's having <laughs> a good one what was that noise she was doing i've never i've yeah. never heard anything like that before was she simulating i don't know what is it that she's that's something that happens in bathrooms after the lights go down <laughs> all right so uh we have time for a another segment uh, this one is this is a long show how uh, long is yeah. it well there was a, like a 20 minute story about a bathroom i'm exhausted can we get this thing over with <laughs> one more thing here we go a random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where people send in their uh, their brushes with greatness. Mm-hmm. And I got a great one here from Flossmore Randy. Oh. It's what he goes by. 
Um, and here it is. Rick and Dave. I'm a few years older than you guys, but I'm from the Chicago area, too. I remember Rick from his days at The Loop. I met you, Rick, briefly at a sound warehouse with Stephen Gary. Hmm. Uh I vaguely remember being at a sound warehouse with Stephen Gary. That's a record store, right? Yeah, late late eighties. Anyway, I'm sure that business model is doing pretty good. I'm sure it is. Anyway, my celebrity brush happened in sixth grade in Flossmoor. I was playing center field in a little league, and my right fielder went on to become famous, although not for baseball. He was invited to the White House by two different presidents, Clinton and Bush, and he appears on television all the time on MSNBC. Flossmore. So if he's a couple years older than us, then he, that's what? So he was in sixth grade? Is that what he said? Sixth grade, yeah. So let's say he's a couple years old. So he was born in 60. So that means that sixth grade, he's probably, so it's like 72. Okay, so uh, sixth grader in 72. I don't know. Presidential historian Michael Beschloss. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) How could I miss that? (laughs) And at the end here it goes, I can't remember how well he played baseball because this was many decades ago now, but I'm guessing the fact that he was in right field might be an indicator. (laughs) Michael Beschloss. That is a story I was not expecting. Right. right. I played right field. What the hell is is Flossmore Randy saying? Wait a minute. (laughs) All right. So uh, if you have your Brush with Greatness story, Dave in that every person in the world has something has a story and it could be really minutia like Michael Beschloss yeah whatever the dude's <laughs> name is um, be sure to uh, send them in you can email us at minutiamenpodcast at gmail.com so do you think the presidential historian is single I uh, know he's not he's married uh, Mr. Beschloss is? yeah you don't know who he is Michael Beschloss I don't, I don't think yeah, so he's, he's really good I don't think I do. Uh, you can check us out on uh, Instagram. We're mm-hmm. there, Minishman. I think we're one ten. Uh, I think you we're... can. You can also uh, tweet yeah. at us at at Minishman. You can go to our publishing company, mm-hmm. Eckhart's Press. You can also uh, go to my blog, RickEmperor.blogspot.com, and we've got all sorts of stuff there. You can. There's no excuse for you not to get in touch with us. And thanks to all of you that do. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with OpeShows.com. You know the guy next to me in the stall? Yeah. Huge listener. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> Opie. You recognize my voices. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you Rick and Dave? <laughs> Opie is hippo backwards. OPPIHShows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Manushaman. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Opishows.com.